Welcome to the Crimes Against Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Ricky. And I'm Jerry. Where each week we watch and discuss movies that Jerry has never seen, but really should have. And occasionally some that I've never seen, but mostly Jerry. Welcome to another episode of Crimes Against Pop Culture. Yay! You don't sound very happy, Jerry. I'm, I'm ecstatic. You were like, yay. How dare you? That was, that was like... At least a step and a half up from yay. I was like, yay. More like half a step. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. It was still up. That's true. It was not your usual. What's up, everybody? <laughs> is, yeah, because that's me. This is your. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. So this is episode 112. Oh, wow. We're already in the 110s. I hadn't even realized that. Well, yeah, for the last... Two episodes. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I had three. Three, three in this one. Really. Good so, to know. Good to know. Yes. Sorry. No. I was just going to say uh, earlier, when we, you were talking about my low level of energy, um, it is not reflected in my excitement in watching today's movie. I'm actually very excited. You're, you're very excited? Very excited. Very excited. I am too. I, I can't. Uh, I like, because this is one that Jerry has not seen and, which, and one that I have seen mm-hmm. that I, I find very good. And this is going to keep in, in our tradition of, well, not tradition, but we're going to try and make it a tradition. <laughs> Since we only did one movie for the month of October for <laughs> Halloween. I listened back to like our first one, like just before October. And I was talking about, you know, three. I mean, we'll shoot for two, but maybe three, maybe even four. I'm like, yeah, right. That didn't happen. Yeah. It was like we did one. <laughs> and that was Carrie. And I still argue that that wasn't a scary movie. Psychological, or no, what we, we ended up calling it a supernatural thriller. Yes, that's what we called it. Yes. So, in keeping with the Halloween theme or scary theme of October, mm-hmm. we're going to move into what we uh, decided to coin as, I don't know, coin, I don't know if we're the ones that came up with this, but it sounded, it sounded cool. Hopefully no one else has done this before. But we're going to call this in honor of Boovember, because <laughs> we're scary. We're, we're extending the Halloween <laughs> season into November. Yeah. Um, I, I find it highly unlikely that no one's ever thought of Boovember. But imagine if we're the first ones. But if we're the <gasps> first ones, then hey, patent pending. Yeah, copyright and stuff. Trademark. Trademark. Uh, all that. Little circle with an R inside. Little legal, circle with a C inside. All that legal jargon that we don't know <laughs> anything about. <laughs> so yeah, so in honor of Boovember, we're going to be watching The Fly. <laughs> Again, not fucking planned. That was not planned. What are you talking about, Jerry? It says so right here on page two of the script. Uh, on our script? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Buzz after I named the movie. I guess I just internalized the script oh, okay. so much okay. that it was just like it felt so, you know, spontaneous. And actually, I, I kind of messed up. I think I should have started with the tagline of the movie first instead of yeah. saying welcome to the podcast. You know. So I'll say the tagline now. Formats, patterns, who needs right? them? We just... We shoot from the hip. Yeah, we fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah, pants and stuff. <laughs> Seats. <laughs> ah, get it? Fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> oh, ah, there it is. I didn't even realize it. We that. have started, folks. I did not see what I did there. So the tagline for the movie, which I should have, again, started the podcast with, is be afraid, be very afraid. Now, is that, is that, because uh, I've heard that line before, is that... I have a little bit of a trivia okay. note for this All one. Right. I'll shut That's up why I uh, added it to the beginning, <laughs> or added that, the tagline to the beginning. So, The Fly is actually from 1990... Sorry. Blah, 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 blah. 
Ricky, cut that out. We'll, we'll do, Ricky. Thank you, Ricky. You're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. What about Jerry? Jerry sucks ass. This is starting to sound like the Ralph report where Ralph is talking to himself. So this movie is actually from 1986, not 96, which is what I was going to say. It's also rated R. It's an hour and 36 minutes, so on the shorter side. That Perfect. We, that, we, that we're normal. That we used to with our four-hour marathon movies. <laughs> fucking Sound of Music with a fucking intermission in it. That was fun, though. We got to get popcorn and That's candy. That's true. We did, we, we did get some snacks. We all went is, to the lobby. And we, all, we, had, we did all go to the lobby. We went to we the Had the ourselves lobby. a snack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Little was, was dancing on the table, and we're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Kill it with fire. <laughs> the fucking popcorn's possessed. The candies were having sex. It was like, <clears throat> making little fun-sized candy bars. Wow. That took a turn. The soda was just. Railing the water. Splashing all over the place. Railing the what? The water. (laughs) It was like a it was like a food porn movie in there. This is I apologize, folks. Too much, too much of Boo Ember? Just yeah. Are we too close to Christmas? Anyway, so the movie was directed by a, a, a guy, a man, a gentleman, a violent man. I don't know. I don't know who he is. Uh, David Cronenberg. Heard of that guy. Also known for movies like A History of Violence, Eastern Promises, Dead Ringers, and a movie called Existence. Existence? Existence. It's spelled weird. How is it spelled? It's spelled lowercase e, capital X, I S T E N, capital Z. Oh, wow. Existence? Existence. 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 I don't know. That's weird. That is weird. Existence. Existence. Like that, maybe. Like you whisper the next part. Oh, no, but there's that capital Z. That's what I'm saying. Existence. Capital Z. (laughs) Biff. Pow. (laughs) Existence. (laughs) I like it. And that, folks, Um, is called the callback. That is a, that is a callback. We call it in the biz. Cronenberg, um, though, he's now I've seen a history of violence. That's the one with Viggo Mortensen, right? And I believe also Eastern Promises was also with Viggo Mortensen. Oh, okay. I believe yeah, I, I don't remember. Seen, I haven't seen any of the other ones, but doesn't he have other like more well-known movies? I couldn't find any. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, but the, again, that's me. So I don't know if someone's gonna be like, what about? This one. Exactly. What about yeah. that one? Shut up. You do the research and tell me next time. I can't believe you didn't mention. Bleh. How come you didn't mention violence? A history of. <laughs> I think we did. I was trying to make it seem like it was different, Jerry. Oh, God. oh, I see. It's acting, those, acting. It's those, it's those killer improv skills. Right? <laughs> snappy, 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 snappy. So the movie was written by a gentleman named Charles Edward Pogue and. David Cronenberg, mm. but I have a little short uh, trivia about the writing credits. Ooh, there's some controversy there. Not really, oh, but okay. you'll see what you'll see what I mean later. And uh, it was also loosely based on a short story by George Langelan, Langelan, Lange Lane, L A N G E L A N E, L A N G E. L A A N. Oh, okay. On? I would say Langland. Langland. I would say Langland, Langland but Langland? I could be wrong. Yeah. Okay. I can never get these. Or Langalon. Right. 
Langoland. Lord of the Rings. He's Legolas. Legolas. See, you had, so, right there. You went right so where pretty. I was going. So pretty. I would so let him touch it. <laughs> so for this movie, we have the stars, which are Top Bill, Jeff Goldblum. Ah, one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> if you've never seen Jurassic Park, please go watch that now and you'll understand the reference. <laughs> or just look up a YouTube video where they, yes, where they isolate his Just laugh. that one little line? I, his laugh. Gesture? Yeah, his, Whatever his, you call his that. His chuckle. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. So Jeff Goldblum, uh, he plays the titular, not titular character, because his name is not in the title, but he plays the lead in the film called, and his name is Seth Brundle. He also came out in a movie called Jurassic Park. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Or mm. Jurassic Park, The Lost World, mm. maybe. Or maybe yeah, one of the Jurassic World movies. Mm. I forget which one he was in. Mm. He plays a small role of... Dr. Ian Malcolm. Mm. That was vaguely familiar, yeah. but yeah. it escapes me at the moment. You might even say the memory is extinct. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> he also plays David Levinson in the movie called Independence Day or ID4. Mm. Again, not not ringing Which, any bells. By the way, I never understood why they called it why they called it ID four. Why? What do you mean? I don't understand. I don't get why they called it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Independence the Day. It, they, the, the original title is not Independence Day four. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I never, never understood to me. like why why do they call it ID four? That never occurred to me. But you're absolutely right. There's no reason to stick that for. But then again, you know, if they had just called it ID, you know. That would then have... don't call it ID. Just call it Independence, Independence Day, Day, which yeah. is the title of the movie. Yeah. Let's see. How many syllables are we saving here? Independence Day. So that's five. ID four. So you're saving two syllables by calling it ID four. Really? I'm just saying. Really? Look, in this world of ours where things are snappy, where <laughs> things are just moving at lightning just speed. moving at light speed. You know, not a moment to lose. <laughs> People, slow down. No just say things. <laughs> Syllabalize everything. If that's even a word. He also played the Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, my God. Well, I not just Thor Ragnarok, by the way. He also played him in other, other Marvel movies. Marvel and, MCU and movies. Besides Ragnarok? I think he was, uh, I think that he was credited for a, a, a role in, was it Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Oh, yeah. And then, wasn't he in one, in the, one of the end games? He, mu- he must have been in yeah, either either Endgame or um, Infinity, Infinity War, War yeah. something like that. Yeah. So yeah, so he comes in those. He also played himself on a TV show, I believe, which was on Discovery or the National, maybe the National Geographic, because I think that's the one that's bundled with uh, Disney Plus. I think it's National Geographic. What's the name of the series? It's called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Well, it might be on one of those services, but it's also on Disney Plus. That's true. Yeah. So. So yeah. Anyways, my wife and I watched that show and we loved it. We f- I fell in oh, love really? with Chuckle. He's so funny in those in those shows. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So you need to watch it if you have Disney Plus. Go out and watch The World According to Jeff Goldblum. And I do, but there's so much I need to watch. I, I still haven't finished What If. What the what? I know. I started it. I haven't finished it. What episode do you want? I think I, I I took a break after the Doctor Strange episode because that one was wow. That one got to right? me. Right. It was. 
Dude, I was not expecting that. And at the end, I was like, <laughs> I remember the, because uh, the girls and Teresa and I, we watch, we watch anything that's Marvel, we watch it. Like, yeah. we've watched WandaVision and uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier and then What If. Like, we're, like on Loki. the day that it comes out, we try to watch it Loki. Yeah. And we were just like, the first couple of episodes, we're like, oh, that, that was, that's good, you know, good episodes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I would watch, I would keep watching What If. And then that Doctor Strange episode came out, and Fucking we were just hell. like, what the fuck? It comes out, I mean, it does not, not that it comes out of nowhere, but like, it's such a powerful story. Like, I just was not expecting my, I, I guess my level of investment and my reaction to it, it was just so yeah. intense. Um, but kudos to the creators on that one, because that one was. I can honestly say, I, I, I literally, you know how sometimes they, you, you're, you say, oh, yeah. Like my jaw dropped open, and I, you know, I literally was just like, "You're sitting there." At the end of the episode, I was like, "Mouth what? agape, like what huh? did I just watch?" Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they started, was... and they started pissing me off with the endings of some of the episodes. I was like, "Wait, no, there's got to be more. You cannot end it like this. Like what the fuck?" <laughs> like then, after that, yeah, like, there was, there was, other, there was episodes. other episodes, and then so you're sitting there like, "What? No, there's no. You can't end it this way. There's no way that's the end oh, of the episode, right? There's yeah. got to be a part two. And eventually it does. You it'll it it sort of pays off at the end. Okay. But, okay. And then I right now I was thinking about it. Well, it's like a comic book. Like the comic book wouldn't. It's not just one episode. Well, not one issue of a comic book. Like it continues. Right. So that's sort of like what if is. It's like a bunch of issues, and they eventually sort of tie into each other. It's oh, pretty okay. cool. Okay. Okay. Right. There's a good payoff for that for for what if. And All I'm right, glad that they're, they're going to be making part two or season two. Oh man, gotta yeah, gotta get back on. Gotta get back on that train. Yeah, that was good. And they're, Jerry, they're like 30-minute episodes. I know. I you can know. Get through, you can get through like in an afternoon. There's just so much television. I know. There's a lot. There's a lot of, of TV that you could be watching. That's why I try not to re-watch anything right now. I try to watch whatever I'm watching. I need, I need, I need for it to be something I haven't watched. Yeah. Except when we're doing, of course, the, the podcast. Right. But other right. than that, I try not to watch reruns of anything because it's like <sighs> I could literally be watching a, a whole new show or something or... Season two or whatever of whatever right. show I was already watching. You're experiencing so. something else. And yeah. So yeah. So if you ever get a chance, go watch The World According to Jeff Goldblum. It's it's funny. He's endearing. He's he's so funny in it. And is then he charming and witty. He really is. And you get to meet his <laughs> wife and his son, I believe. Uh-huh. Son? Maybe daughter? I don't remember. But yeah. Anyways. Uh Gina Davis is also in this movie. She plays Veronica Quaif. That sounds very and close will, to another word. I will leave it at that. <laughs> it is spelled Q-U-A-I-F-E or Quafy. But it's I'm assuming it's Quafe. Probably Quafe. So we'll leave it at that. We're not going to Why would they name further. her that? I do not know. I did not write the movie. I hope it's in tribute to someone like someone that one of the writers or some someone someone's behind grandma. the scenes knows. Yeah. Like that's someone's mom. I'm sorry if, if there's anyone out there whose last name is Quafe, I apologize. But it is kind of a very funny sounding word. <laughs> Why so are you apologizing? You, need to you haven't said anything funny about it. I just said that it sounds like. A, a, I know, but and that's I not your fault. And I questioned why they would name her that. <laughs> maybe it's a family name. You don't know. Maybe back in maybe back in the day, that was like a like that was the word. Like, <laughs> quaif is what you wanted to be. <laughs> quaif is the word. Is the word that you heard? <laughs> you all thought the bird was the word. Quaif. Or Greece. Grease lightning, go grease lightning. Anyways, uh, Gina Davis also w- uh, played the, the He pointed, role. guys. He actually pointed into uh, the air. <laughs> oh, we should have been recording. Or video, like videoing, filming. 
What do you call nowadays? Recording on video, whatever. Uh, Gina Davis played Thelma in Thelma and Louise. She played the titular character. That is a titular of character. Thelma and Louise. Yes, yes. Um, that's uh, <clears throat> another one I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen that either. Oh, I think I've seen parts of it because I know um, Brad touches my dingle. Pitt is in it. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. that's like one of his first acting roles, or maybe even his. First, I don't know. Might if have been his first, yeah, but it was definitely early on. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think I've, like I said, I've seen parts of it. I know how it ends, unfortunately. Well, yeah, I think. See, that's the thing. I think we all know at this point how it ends yeah. because it just became such a, you know, just a pop culture thing. Like it just, it, it's been parodied, and you know, Jerry, if we ever, if we were ever on the lam for anything, and we, and we were at that point where it's like, would get you caught, be my, or would you be my Luis to my Thelma? Fuck no. Why not? <laughs> Jump out of the car at the last second. What? You, son, you would let me die on my own? I'd be like, I'd, I'd, I'd look over, you'd be like, let's, let's do it. Let's go punch it. Like, I'd be like, click out. <laughs> Motherfucker. And then Roll that's when. The dirt, while I watch you, like, looking back, like, what the fuck? And that's when I jump out of the car with my jetpack. So <laughs> fuck, man. I was not expecting a jetpack. <laughs> like the Rocketeer. <laughs> Rocketeering into outer space. Like the cocketeer. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I have left Ricky speechless. I I I I I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) So with that, let's move on. (laughs) As I have no further words. Uh, she also played Barbara. They're gonna get you, Barbara. Or what is it? Barbara, they're gonna get you. What's the? Is, are you talking about Night of the Living Dead? That's that that the line movie. is for me. Yes. Yeah, but she's actually Barbara from Beetlejuice. Oh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> well, anyway, the line is they're coming to get you, Barbara. Barbara. I yeah. love that line. I don't know why it always makes me feel like. Ugh. Well, gonna... I mean, that's that's it's, you, that's the correct reaction. That's oh. what that's what it's supposed, that's to, what do. supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like. <laughs> And a cocketeer. <laughs> into outer space. Right into the anus of the zombies. <laughs> Ooh, zombie anus. That's gross. Juicy. She also plays Valerie. Zombie anus will be at the Troop tomorrow night, guys. You should catch their show. <laughs> They're going to play at the observatory in Santa Ana. She plays Valerie from a movie called Earth Girls Are Easy. Do you remember mm. that one? I've I've heard of it. I don't think I've actually seen it. I don't think it's pop culturally pop culturally enough to be on the podcast. <laughs> Not relevant. But pop she also started it with Jeff Goldblum. Now, yeah, that I remember that he Jim was Carrey. also in that. Jim Carrey's in it too, okay. and Damon Wayans. Oh, wow! And Julie Brown. Not downtown Julie Brown. Oh, not the VJ from MTV. Right, Julie Brown. Oh, she's a comedian, chick. right? I don't know if she's a comedian. I okay. Know. I know she's an actress. I think I know who you're talking about. I don't know that's who else. That's a pretty... That's a pretty For uh, back in the day? Yeah. That was a, that was a huge good, cast. Good cast, yeah. I mean, she, they, they might have been all unknown at the time, but... Well, now we know them, yeah, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Now. So maybe it was a good, a good thing they made that movie. Mm-hmm. She also plays Dottie Hinson in A League of Their Own. Oh. There's no crying in baseball, Ricky. We just recently... Uh, Teresa had the TV on and it came on. 
I, I literally stopped what I was doing. I was just like, I just had that watching a League of Their Own. It's a great movie, and that is one that I have seen, thankfully, and it's fantastic. If anyone out there has not seen a League of Their Own, highly, highly recommend. Yeah, and that's good the movie. thing. That's one of those movies that, like, even though it was made in like what the '90s, it's timeless because it's it's of a time era that's before the '90s. So it's like, you know, it it doesn't have anything to do with the decade it was actually filmed in and made in. You know, it's it's from days longer past. So anyway, my, what I'm saying is... It, like, what are you trying to say, Jerry? What I'm saying is... It, it's, it's like you're talking it to It ages us. well. It ages well. It does. It's a really good movie. Very, very good. I would say Tom Hanks. Would you say Tom Hanks at his peak? No. No? What, no. Was, what would be his peak? Tom Hanks, Forrest for Gump? me, the peak was Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Because mm. I think they, I think he did those well, it's in the kind same kind of all in the same or? area. In the same era. You think? Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was gonna on. say. I have Google up, so hang on. To the internet. We can always edit this out, right? 1992. What? A League of Their Own. A League Own. of Their Own. Yeah. So that was before Forrest Gump, because Forrest Gump was like 94, I want to say. So Philadelphia was 93. And there you go. So A League of Their Own was actually before that. Um. I don't know. I. I think he might have been. Wasn't he uh, nominated for something? Well, he was nominated for uh, he. I think he won Best Actor for Philadelphia, didn't he? Award. Oh no, it was for Forrest Gump. American Comedy Award for Funniest Supporting Actor. So he won it for Turner and Hooch. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. He actually won it for Forrest Gump and Philadelphia. Wow. So two consecutive years. He won it. He won Philadelphia in '94 and then Forrest Gump in '95. And then he was nominated for Castaway, Saving Private Ryan, and Big. So, yeah, so you're right. Maybe that same era because it was 93, 94, 95, right? Yeah. No, so, it yeah. was 92. 92. But I would, say, was 92. I would say same era. I, yeah. I would say that you're right. Maybe, maybe that's what put him on the map. Yeah. And then Philadelphia and Forrest Gump just sort of like took him to outer space. Well, I mean, no, nah, I wouldn't even say that it put him on the map because you got to remember, he was, he's been active since like the 70s, 80s. Right, but, bosom buddies like early eighties. That's what I mean. Like, and then, I think like, he was big, more. I think he was more of a like comedic, comedic actor, like comedy, like comic. Oh yeah, no TV absolutely. actor, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. all of a sudden he just his film roles just yeah amazing. yeah he started getting. I I want to say I want actually want to say that well no I guess this is I'm trying to what I was gonna say was that Philadelphia was his first true dramatic role. I think this one could fall under the the category of like a comedy drama. So. A dramedy? Uh, a dramedy, if you will, yes. Um, I can't remember anything that he did before A League of Their Own that might have qualified, but I think, I think Philadelphia is really the first movie where he started really being taken seriously as like a, like, oh, like shit, a legitimate act. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This as opposed not, to just a comedic actor. This, is, this guy's not just a comedian. Like, right. This fool's like... Right, like this guy has some chops. Wow. Yeah. And he, he, wow. he could win an award. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Tell you what. Tom Hanks can touch it if he wants to. I'd let him touch it. Right? Yeah. He wouldn't want to. Of course not. But, <laughs> but if, if whatever reason he was he like, like, he was like, hey, can I? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. But just touch it. Let's do it. Oh my God, Armando and. and <laughs> <laughs> Armando and Elo are doing it too. Ricky just blew a tire. I really did. I'm blowing a lot of tires today. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> so finally, for Miss Gina Davis, we have her role as Morgan Adams in a movie called Cutthroat Island. Mm. Which I would argue was her career-ending movie. <laughs> I've heard it's not good. 
Yeah, I heard it was it was horrible. And then after that, even on IMDb, her she was still in stuff, but it was like mostly like TV shows and stuff. It wasn't major like acting roles. Oof. So I don't know if I, okay, I'm not gonna go on record and be like, oh, this is the movie that ruined her career. But I think it had a lot. Maybe she just decided, you know what? Maybe acting isn't for me. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she was like, or you know what? Like she said, I'm done. I've done everything that I wanted to do. I I'm did. Good. I did great movies. I did a shitty movie, and I, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like our uh, like our discussion about Brendan Fraser last time. Exactly. So Gina Davis, if you're out there and you want to come on the podcast and just talk about it, you know. Yeah. We're more than open to have you on the, on I the mean, hot seat. Shit, you were in Beetlejuice, one of my favorite movies of all time. So, gotta be careful. What? We've already said it twice today. Yeah, but you have to say it consecutively. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. Have you seen Community? No, you don't. <laughs> I have not seen Community. You know, because Community is canon to Beetlejuice <laughs> lore. <laughs> they established the rules. <laughs> so, yeah. So, then we also have uh, John Getz. He plays the, I think, I don't want to say not husband or boyfriend, but kind of like boss. To Gina mm-hmm. Davis' character. Okay. Kind of has like a, I think he kind of has a thing for her in the movie. Okay. Uh, but he was also, he played Psy in The Social Network and Templeton Peck in Zodiac. I think once you see him, you'll know who I'm talking about. Like, you go, oh yeah, I've seen that guy before. He's like a character actor. <clears throat> yeah. And then finally, I have some lady named Joy Bushel. She was number four on the list. Uh, she plays Tawny. And she was in, she was Melissa in Look Who's Talking, the first one. Not the she was Melissa in Lynn I don't remember, talking. to be honest. I just put her on the list because she was number four. Okay. I tend to just go with the, the top four. And I actually forgot to look for anyone else in the movie, so I'll scroll through IMDb real quick as we're watching the movie, and, and I'll note anyone that I may have missed that might be famous or became famous. Like we did with Carrie with uh, William Katz. I didn't know his name. And Edie, what's her name? Falco. No, it wasn't Edie Falco. Yeah, it was. Edie McClurg. Damn, yes, I did not even remember that was that was Me, I don't know how I came up with it, to be honest. Jerry was like... Snappy, baby. It's that snappy, snappity, snap, snap, snap <laughs> of a brain of his. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and do the non-spoiler trivia for now, and then we will go watch the movie. Yeah. So Vincent Price uh, has said in an interview a long time ago for, uh, for Sinister Image that Jeff Goldblum had wrote, wrote him a letter saying, hey, I hope you like... You hope you like it as much as I like yours. Does that make sense? Yes, because I think what we what we failed to mention here earlier is that this is actually a remake of Ah, yes, the 1956 version of The Fly. Yes. I forgot about Starring that. Starring Vincent Price, Vincent right? Price. Okay. <laughs> that would have been a good note to have at the beginning of the movie, <laughs> uh, beginning of the show. Uh, Price did respond. Uh, Again, formats, pat, you know, yeah. who needs them? Let's keep it in your toes. Make sure that you guys are, are listening. Structure. There's, there's going to be a quiz at the end, so <laughs> better have listened to the whole thing, or else we're going to come to your house and bzzz you, punch you in the heel of your foot. Wow. I'm sorry. So, so Goldblum wrote him the letter saying, I hope you like it, as much as I like yours. And then Price responded with, it was wonderful right up to a certain point. Then it went a little too far. Ooh. <laughs> you will see why. I'm so excited to hear this. <laughs> Okay, we also have uh, Mel Brooks is a producer on this film. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, oh, hold oh, on. Oh, Go back to that last oh, note. Oh, yeah. So, 
Vincent Price wrote back to him. It was great. Uh, I thought it was what, wonderful. I thought what you were saying was that what Vincent Price wrote back to him was wonderful up to a certain point. And then it, yeah, and then the movie went a little too far. No, no, no. I thought what you were saying was that what Vincent Price actually wrote back to Jeff Goldblum went too was far. yeah, like what he wrote went too far. No, like it was wonderful up to a certain point, and then it went too far. It's like, ooh, what kind of creepy shit did Vincent Price write down to Jeff Goldblum? He was like, I like your face mask. I love the makeup I, that you put I on. I caught it. Wait. No, hold on. I'm trying to. I'm trying to come up with a good Vincent Price impression. All right, hold on. Midnight hours, close at hand. There you go. <clears throat> I caught a glimpse of your feet in the movie, and I enjoyed them very much. <laughs> was, that, was that good? Wait. How was that? Wait. How did you get there? <laughs> Explain. Explain for those that didn't. Because I got it. I know, where okay. you were, I know what you did. You, okay. you, were, you were doing the thriller. <laughs> yes, there. That's it. I was doing the thriller rap because... Vincent Price does the thriller rap in the song Thriller. <laughs> Say it again. What? Say it again. He does the thriller rap. No, no, no. Say what you oh, said oh. to get to Vincent Price. The midnight hour is close at hand. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the baseline. <laughs> that, folks, is what we call in the business <laughs> acting. You know what it reminded me of that now that you pointed it out? It reminds me of that scene from uh, Amer- uh, from Family Guy where they make a side joke about Ben Affleck preparing for a role and he's sitting on his couch. He's like, oh shit, I'm due, I'm due on set in like 10 minutes. It's a period piece though. Hold on. Hello, hello, hello. Got it. I'm out. <laughs> hello, governor. Hello, governor. <laughs> Jerry won a prize. Well, <laughs> I sh- got a prize. A shameful prize. I got, <laughs> I got I to get the fuck out of here prize. <laughs> for saying... For tr- coming up with his best British accent and saying "Hello, governor," <laughs> at a taping of, uh, of the uh, Ralph the, Ralph the aforementioned Ralph Report. Oh my god! I was also very inebriated. <laughs> oh, why didn't I record today? I need to just cut that little piece and then copy it and then paste it, post it all over the internet. And then I, I had the nerve to get up there and go "Hello, governor," and then I looked at Ralph and I'm like, "Is that good? Is that it? Is that?" <laughs> I, I, I wish he would have sucked was that not, right in the face. Was that not? Did he, I tell you? Did he tell you, threw me the fucking Funko Pop. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Did, did I tell you that <laughs> Teresa actually caught that on video? Did but, she? But we, we don't see you. Oh. We don't see you. We just hear I you. Think I, rem- I think I remember actually watching that video. I need to have her find that. That's so funny. Me. I'll post that on the, on, the, on the podcast. Oh, good stuff. Good times. <clears throat> so, back to my other non-spoiler trivia. Jerry, before you rudely interrupted with your amazing Vincent Price. Um, Midnight <laughs> Got it. That's it. Got it. <laughs> oh, shit. That was hilarious. Mel Brooks is a producer on this film. Wait, what? But he didn't want anyone to know because he thought no one would take the film seriously. I could, I could understand I totally that. I get totally that. get that. If I would have seen Mel Brooks, I'm like, oh, this is going to be funny. Yeah. Where, 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 are, the, where are the jokes? <laughs> Where's the little bunny? Where's the sheriff? <laughs> the sheriff's oh never mind. Uh, okay, so here's the one that I was telling you about about the, the writer. Okay, so the movie had to go through extensive rewrites because well, Charles Edward Pogue was the original screenplay ist screenplay right? Screenwriter. Screen, screen player. 
Screenwriter? Screenplay writer. Okay. Sure. He was the original screenplay writer. Um, and Cronenberg, well, because of the, re the, all the rewrites, Cronenberg actually had to step in and he basically told the, the, I don't know, the powers that be, that he was going, that Pogue was going to get, he demanded that he get a writing credit on the film because if it wasn't for Pogue's original work, original screenplay, original, I say in quotes because technically this is a, a remake of another film. Right, right. So I would, if anything, I would say it's an adapted screenplay. But so whatever. yeah, uh, but he says that he wouldn't have he wouldn't have actually written what was you know what was actually filmed without Pogue's original work or Pogue's so original. Cronenberg was the one campaigning for the for the for the guy to get his, his to get his credit. writing credit. Oh, that's cool. So it almost sounds like the maybe the movie studio movie studio didn't want to give Pogue a writing credit. Maybe they're like, oh, well, we rewrote it, so why would we give him credit? Right. And then Cornerbrook was like, well, no, like without his ideas. Studios, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I get it. If it's not his, if it's not, if they're not using most of, or if any of his ideas. But then Cornerbrook was like, well, I, but there's I, a I base my yeah. creativity based off whatever he wrote. So Right. There's a baseline there. There's, yeah, there's a basis that's true. for the fucking yeah. studios. <laughs> So it took uh, almost five hours to apply the makeup to Jeff Goldblum. Oh my God, I cannot wait to see this. So it's just, I, it, I think it said, originally it said up to five hours, so you'll see that it goes in, like, in stages. Mm. So you'll see the, the progression of the fly. Oh man. Um, so Tim excited. Burton was actually set to direct this film. I think it would have been a whole different film Ooh. if Tim Burton had written it or had directed it. I'm sorry. I guess it remains to be seen. I'll have to watch it first to see. What touches Burton could have made to it to make it Burtony, but I don't know. The, the subject material seems like to be black and white spiral thingies, and then <laughs> like a tall skeletal guy. Maybe some voodoo dolls, a, like a a man in a bat suit, <laughs> Robin suit. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, the subject material, subject matter seems to be right up his alley. So, so as I, as I was going through the uh, the trivia stuff, I noticed that a lot of people were were either offered or were considered for the role of Seth Brindle. One of them being Michael Keaton. Ooh! But I know a bunch of others. Like I think uh, Willem Dafoe was one of them. A bunch of other actors have turned down the the role of Mr. Seth Brindle, the lead. Oh wow! Interesting. So as far as non-spoiler trivia, that's all I got. I got maybe four or five for the actual spoiler stuff. Cool, wanna... cool. I'm I'm very excited. I cannot wait to watch this. I've heard a lot about it, and um, among either either people I know or you know other uh, podcasts that I listen to, it's it's always highly touted as like a good one as far in the in the horror genre. Yeah. Uh, part cool. two, the not so much. Feature, yeah. But. <clears throat> But definitely excited for this one. So let's go watch it. Yeah. So we'll be back. Spoiler warning. If you have not seen the movie we're about to discuss, go ahead and pause the episode, watch the movie, then come back and hit the unpause button to listen to the rest of the show. And for those who have watched the movie, just go ahead and continue listening. And we're back. 
<laughs> okay, so initial thoughts of Jerry watching the 1986 classic The Fly in the year 2021. Triumph. A triumph. You liked it, huh? I, I loved it. Here's the thing. I love movies like this because I love movies like this because they're not shy about showing you the creature. Right? A lot of movies like they they it will feature like a monster, a creature, and they don't show it to you until like the very fucking end. Well, I think the thing is I think the reason why a lot of films do that is because they 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 try to copy or imitate Jaws. Jaws, sure. Jaws for the technical malfunctions that they had really couldn't show a lot of the shark until yeah, film in that way. Yeah, and it sort of ended up like, hey, that's a good way of doing films. So I think a lot of films will will try to like like you said, they'll hide the the bad guy or the the whatever the creature, the creature and then you see it at the end, and then the movie's over and it's done. Yeah, yeah. You, you have like a brief like maybe bite scene or something like that. It either gets vanquished or survives and sets it up for a part two, and that's it. Like, the movie's over. Yeah. But this was great because, I mean, first of all, Jeff Goldblum is such a, such a nutter, such a crazy motherfucker that he's, he was perfect for this. Mm-hmm. He really was. Um, and just his progression from human into the creature was just fantastic. And, I mean, the, to see... The full-on transformed creature at the end, where it's not even Seth anymore, really. You know, he's fully like a monster. Was just great because I mean, they. I mean, he was just shown in all his flyness and all his his flyness, his all his disgusting insect glory. Would you say his super flyness? His super fly. Ooh, very good. See, I like that. I I really like that. He was super fly, dude. That was that was great. I loved it, And, and um. Honestly, I this is something that I could watch again, um, just to even if I just had it like on in the background while I was doing something else, you know. Yeah, I was telling Jerry that as soon as the credits started, I was like, I forget like how good this movie is. Like it, it plays on a lot of emotions, like the whole fear of technology. Like, is mm-hmm. technology gonna ruin our lives? Is it gonna, you know, are we gonna someday create something that's gonna like, you know, be the end of civilization? Which this. That telepod, the teleportation aspect of it had in this in this iteration had that potential of like of it, course. it could go horribly wrong, which we see in the movie. Right. And it's just I don't know. This this is a horror movie. Absolutely. Because it, it builds up like the tension throughout the entire film. Unfortunately, again, like I like I brought up with Carrie, like Carrie wasn't scary. There was no building of anything. I mean, I guess you could say the prank at the end, but other than that, there was no fear factor. That right, there were no, there was no real scariness yeah, to it yeah. until the very end, where she goes, she goes batshit crazy because right. she gets the pig blood. But for this one, it's like you can see, you could start seeing the transformation of Jeff Goldblum with just a little bit of makeup on his cheeks, mm-hmm. like like oh, like little like little what are they called like spots, yeah. And it's like, oh, like that's crazy, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing like maybe more, and maybe he's a little unkempt, maybe mm-hmm. he hasn't. He hasn't combed his hair for a few days. His skin looks a little clammy. Yes. His, his, his eyes are irritated. It just, yeah. yeah, little little touches from scene to scene, just, you know, showing his progression was, it was just so, so well done. And like, like you were saying that, it, like, it took five hours to get him into the makeup. You can tell. Yeah. Because that was some unbelievable makeup work. And 
just those those practical gross out effects. But man, just what what a what a what a triumph! I'm, I just keep saying that, but it's just, seriously it's so great. I movie. loved it. I really loved Such it. Such a good movie. All right, so let's go ahead and hit in, uh, let's hit up the uh, spoiler trivia before we head into Jerry's section. Let's do it. So several scenes were actually filmed, but eventually cut. So there was actually one where Brundle sends a, uh, a cat and a baboon through the teleporter, resulting in a fusion of a cat and the monkey. Ooh. Or, yeah, it would be a monkey, right? A I don't believe a it's a monkey, but... Is it an ape? I think it's an ape. But it's got a tail. It doesn't I, have a tail. Baboons don't have, don't have a tail. tail. Oh, that's right, because we saw the, the, one that, the baboon that was in this film. So anyways, so I think that would have been interesting to see. Like, I would have hated it because the cat, you know, I'm a, I'm a big cat, cat person, <laughs> but it would have been cool to see the creature. Uh, yeah, the creature, a fused cat baboon creature, that would have been, yeah just, yeah, just just more icing on this fucking, on the cake that is the fly. <laughs> and probably another reason why they cut that particular scene is that he actually ends up beating it to death with a pipe, so I don't, Ooh, that yeah. would have been a little, a little much. A little, a little rough to watch. Maybe like if they had like a, a director's cut. Ooh. That'd be crazy. Release the Snyder cut of the fly. Right. Uh, there was also a scene where... Brundle is seen outside climbing the walls like he was on the inside of the, mm-hmm. the building, you know, mm-hmm. like all spiders do. Right. Um, <laughs> Not spiders. Oh. No, pew, 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 pew. No. no. So they don't do that? No. And then finally there was one where Veronica actually, where she has a dream. You remember the dream we saw with the larva? Oh, yes. Well, there was an alternate one where she, where the unborn child is born. <laughs> the unborn child is born uh, with beautiful butterfly wings. So sort of the opposite of what Ooh. what we saw with the the larva, the anal larva. Wait, so that was that would have been in place of the of the dream sequence that we saw. I think so. Interesting. That would have. I, I feel like that would have changed the tone of the film. Yeah, I think I think what they had in the, originally is what it fit better with. with oh, the, way better. With the, yeah, the because the, I mean, it's it's fear based. It's it's yeah. gross out factor. Absolutely. Uh, according to David Cronenberg, the line, be afraid, be very afraid. Yes, I've I'm heard a, that before. I don't know why I keep saying it so deep, because Gina Davis is the one that says it. Be afraid. Yeah, it's true. Be afraid, uh, be but afraid. that actual, that line was actually made up by Mel Brooks. What? Mm-hmm. They, they, the David Cronenberg credits him for, for being the one that, that created it. Kudos to you, Mr. Brooks. So I you did may, not know that. You may have heard it somewhere else, but it originated in this film, and it originated by... From Mel Brooks. Well, I I had a sense that it was a line copied from like a Hitchcock film or something like that. But you from it sounds like from what you're saying, this was it was um, uh, created or whatever. It was thought up here for this movie. Like this was it was an original that's line what, from that's this what, movie. That's what the uh, trivia makes it seem like. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn it was older than that, and that they were just kind of reusing it for mm-hmm. their purposes here. No. Bravo. That's great. Right. The thing is, like, at this point, we've heard that line so many times in so many other things, you know, like just other, other uh, IPs and stuff have copied it, that it just makes it seem like it's like it's been a uh, permanent thing, like in our, in our consciousness, our collective consciousness. Part of the lexicon. The lexicon, if you would. yeah. The, the, the pop culture. <laughs> I, hate Captain. Hmm. I, I hate having to go back to that over and over again. But like seriously, like it just seems like it's always been there. So I just it, I had the sense in my mind that it was from an older work. Yeah. You know? So the you remember all the uh, all the vomit that we were watching <laughs> that we were seeing in this <laughs> so movie? much vomit. 
Uh, so the mu- it was actually made from honey, eggs, and milk. Well, thank God, because I'm sure that tasted a lot better yeah. than what it looked like. Uh, <laughs> it was so gross. So in the scene where Jeff Goldblum's ear fall, or sorry, Brundlefly's ear falls off, mm-hmm. Gina's De- Gina Davis's reaction was actually was genuine. She didn't realize she, no one told her that the, that his ear was going to be falling off. No way. So that little like <gasps> scene that you see that's actual that was an actual reaction and then they a natural reaction and they kept it in the movie. A genuine. Wow, that's great. That's I love crazy. that. Yeah, because I mean when when directors and movie makers can actually elicit that out of their performers, it's great. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard about the famous story of Psycho. Psycho. That the mother, the grump, the mom was the one that was killing everybody? Well, spoiler alert, but yes, no, but that's not what I'm talking about. Psycho's like 70 years old. Easily. Anyways. Um, no, that um, Hitchcock, first of all, it's coming out more and more, I think, that Hitchcock is like, was, was kind of a piece of shit. But um, historically, he was known to try to elicit natural reactions out of his performance as much as possible. And in Psycho... In Psycho, what he did was um, for the shower scene, the famous shower scene where you know Vivian Lee gets uh, gets stabbed. I think that's her name. Um, he had her in the shower. She was showering with warm water, and at the moment where Anthony Hop, <laughs> what's his name? Shit, Anthony. Oh crap! I don't remember. Shit. No, I don't think it's Anthony. Shit. No, it's not Anthony. Anthony. Shit. shit. I don't think it's that. Hold it's please. Anthony Mackie. No. God Anthony Spumoni. People are screaming at us right now. Anthony. Anthony Smith. Perkins. Anthony, Anthony Perkins. Perkins. So at the moment when Anthony Perkins flings the shower curtain open and he starts stabbing her, at that very moment, Hitchcock switched the water from warm to ice cold. And it's said that that got a big scream out of Vivian Lee. Really? Yeah, in that, and which is what he wanted. He wanted a, a genuine reaction like that. Janet Lee, excuse me. I'm sorry. It's Janet Lee, not Vivian Lee. My, my uh, I'm pretty sure it's Vivian Lee. Jerry. No, it's right here. Janet Lee. It's Janet Vivian Lee. <laughs> no, no, no. Janet Lee. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't. I don't. I don't know my old timey actors as much as you know a lot of people. Yeah, anyway. he watches black and white movies anyways. Ugh. But yeah, Psycho's a, a classic. But yeah, supposedly that's what he did to get that big scream out of her in that scene. Yeah, I've heard that it was kind of an asshole to the the, act, the main actress of uh, the Birds. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the main actress was, but wasn't it Janet Leigh on in that one too? I don't I remember. Saying. I don't yeah. think so. It was Vivian Lee. Bar, please. It was Barbara. Barbara. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming for you, Barbara. It was Tippy Hedren. Yeah, I heard that Tippy he was Hedren. like an asshole to her, and I'll just would have like screaming matches with her, just just again, just to get a rise out of her. Wow. Well, sort of like what's his name, um, Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick with yeah. The Shining. Yeah. And uh, what was her name? Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Like he would like just treat her like shit. Just to get her into, that, get her mindset. into that mindset. Yeah. Oh boy, that's that horrible. Big, big. That's a horrible way to get your actors yeah, to, that's not, that's to not do cool. to do their acting. Okay, I don't remember in this movie where it was, but uh, both films, both this and the original, used the, the line "Help me" 
um, both again said by the main character in um, in both movies. But in the in the original The Fly, I, this is one of the scenes that I have seen in the of that movie. Like I don't think I've ever seen the original, the whole thing, but I've seen that part. I think it's at the ending, and I'm gonna spoil it because fuck it. Even the movie's a hundred years old. Yeah, the movie's like a hundred thousand years old, so it doesn't really matter. But anyways, at the end, like the main character becomes literally a fly, and he's he's oh. a, he's trapped on a spider web, and there's a spider coming towards the the character uh-huh. who's about to eat it, and he yells out, "Help me! Help oh, me!" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so famously, uh, stars Vincent Price and Herbert Marshall required several takes to film that scene because they couldn't stop laughing because the way that they were saying, help me. <laughs> I mean, you know, looking back on it now, it probably seems a little ridiculous. But, but I don't it, remember where he says it in, in this. I don't remember where Jeff Goldblum says it in this movie. He, uh, he's pretty... Uh, he's just about fully transformed. I think he's like, you know, fairly along in the mutation. And he's, he's looking at, uh, at, at Veronica, it's one of those times. No, her name is Veronica. It's one of those times she she stops by his apartment and she's like just horrified, you know, just looking at him, and he's just like, "Help me!" I gotta say though, Gina Davis's performance in this was amazing because she's like, you could, I could feel that she could like she actually loved this guy, and then she just it was all ruined because of some stupid telepod because of the uh, experiment. Yeah, That's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's. Well, as far as that, I mean, it would have been nicer to to maybe get um, maybe some sort of like just a, a time lapse kind of thing where they spent a little more time together because the way the story unfolds, it's just it just seemed like they jumped into bed real quick, very quickly, and um, it it I didn't. That part of it didn't was a little bit like off-putting to me, where it was like, did they truly have like? Obviously, towards the end, you can see that the the affection for each other is real, but at the onset of it, I'm like, is it, it? There's not much of a basis here for their relationship. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, people, they, you know, they always talk about like love at first sight and how you know, just yeah, one look and it's all you need. Just one look. But who knows? Maybe maybe the universe was like, hey, these, let's get these crazy cats together <coughs> so they can make a bunch of like little fly larvae. Right. But I mean, and which is fine, but like establish that. But Jerry, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, from a storytelling point of view, it would have been a little nicer to like, just get a little something that says like, these guys spent a lot of time together. They grew to really, you know, care for each other and... Maybe so you this just really was love. You, know? you just wanted one of those transition cards where it was like a montage. Four, four months later. Or maybe yeah, maybe even that. Four hours later. <laughs> no, because four hours later, no. that's just one session. Okay. All right. <laughs> but yeah, like even something like that, four months later, and they're like, you know, fucking coming back from upstate New York or something like that. From oh, what a great weekend we had in the, you know. <laughs> so there you go, David Cronenberg. If you're gonna remake the fly. <laughs> Have a montage. Have a montage. Have an '80s montage in a 2020s film. <laughs> hey, they did it in Cobra Kai. They can do it here in a remake <laughs> of the play. <laughs> but that's if if I had any quibble about this movie, that was it. All right. Well, that's all I have. 
I have I have no other none none spoilers. None 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 more. None cool. more spoilers. Excellent. So let's so. go ahead and jump into Jerry's. What are we calling this segment? Jerry's segment. Jerry's, Jerry's notes. Jerry's things. Jerry's thingamajigs. Jerry's chingaderas. Jerry's that's, that's chingas and things. There you go. Jerry chinga. <laughs> Jerry Jerry chinga. Como Jerry chinga. <laughs> ah, como 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 chinga Jerry. Como chinga Jerry. All right. So a few notes that I made note of while watching 1986 is The Fly. Goldblum's hair, my God, was glorious, wasn't it? It was yeah. like mm. Zeus's hair, oh, but so all black. Beautiful. Just so feathery, you know, just it flowed. Just had that, that. It had that je ne sais quoi. Definitely a je ne sais quoi, very 80s je ne sais quoi. Um, excuse me, I keep burping, I'm, I apologize. I like Ricky's line of uh, John Getz. John Getz can gets it. Was it? John Getz gets it. Or just John can. gets it. John gets it. He was, uh, Ricky was pondering whether he ever used that to his advantage. I'm going to say yes. You want to get it? Um, where was I? Where was I? Ah, yes. Jeff Goldblum's murder warehouse. That was good. Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. For, you know how you were talking about how like, they needed to establish a romance between these two? Like, what the fuck? I get that it was a 90, like the late 80s, almost in the 90s, but what woman would just be like, yeah, let's go to your murder warehouse and have sex? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they don't have sex that first night. It no, not the takes... first night. It, yeah, but, I mean, it was the night they met that she, that she, that she agreed to go to his place, and... At first, he, the thing is that at first she rebuffs him. She, you know, she she turns him down, and then she ends up going anyway. And I'm like, you, you should have followed your instincts, girl. First of all, because you know, I mean, but that's the thing. Like you said, it was a different time, and I guess just ladies weren't that conscious about that sort of thing. But again, I think they were in New York, no? Yeah, that's, I think you would think that even living in New York at that in that time period would be like, be hey, maybe I shouldn't savvy. just yeah, a little walk more. into someone's warehouse. Not even like an apartment or a house. Yeah. <laughs> it had been one thing if it had been like an actual apartment building, but this was a fucking... There was, it just seemed like it was completely isolated. There was no one... I, I don't remember seeing any other like neighbors or anything, right? Any other people, even, with, even in the same building. Um, so yeah, that was, that was really funny when Ricky said that. Um, so yeah, just continuing on that whole creepy vibe, when he's all... Oh, that. Now you've seen it. Now you've seen them. I, I, I can't let you leave here alive. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? No, I have to kill you. It's like, <laughs> this is your way of wooing a woman? <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Uh, oh, man. The computer, when he boots it up, I was like, man, so high tech. Right? That was so... With a slanted impressive. keyboard. Impressive. Um, but speaking of tech, when he finally demonstrates the pods with the nylon... And Gina Davis looks in the pot and she's like, where did it go? And Ricky pipes up and goes, it's back on your leg. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> and the problem is, the, the, real, the reason I bring up that line is because, A, it's funny, but B, Ricky made me almost spit out my Coke that I was drinking at the time, and he didn't even realize it. And I hate him for that because like, he just looks over, he's like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, I didn't see you drinking. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like... Just about spitting fucking coke out of my nose. That was good. Um, 
Where the fuck do you get a baboon? At Baboons R Us, hello. Where the fuck you do? Isn't that where you go to get your baboon? Like I get that he was, you know, being funded and, and he was being given money by some strange shadow corporation or whatever. I, and I think honestly for me, that totally explains it because it's like you're working for this I don't want to say shadow company because it's not shadow. We know who it is. He says who it is. But at that point, it's like they're probably just like, if they're funding what he's doing, they're probably, they can probably go out and get him whatever he needs. Baboons Man. included. But like, it was the 80s, Jerry. <laughs> some lab rats or some shit. I know, Jerry's like, why didn't you start with rats? I'm like, I don't know. Baboons <laughs> are cool. Wow. I mean, personally, me, I would have gone with a giraffe, but maybe that's why I'm not a scientist. I wrote down, yeah, well, that's true. Um, I wrote down, oh, <laughs> that's why. Okay, so it's established that uh, Veronica is going to spend time with Seth to document his, his work, right, and, and get to the point where she can, like, write a book or whatever, right? So she, the first night she's there to do that, like, she seduces him. Like, she jumps on him, and they start doing it. And I'm like, I was like, wow, that escalated quickly. And then... We said something about, oh, because we said something about the steaks. And <laughs> Teresa said, steaks are sexy. <laughs> oh, because I think she offered him one. Yeah. She's like, I brought steaks. Yeah. Like, I brought steaks. And he's like. And you're like, how did we get from steaks to this? Like to the boinking. <laughs> yeah. It went, it went, I brought steaks. And then he's like, eh. And she's like, hamburgers? And then all of a sudden it was like, sex. <laughs> it's like, right. What the, how, what the, I don't get the progression. There was a progression there, yes. Sex. And, and Teresa, like she just. Made it very clear and concise. Yes. Steaks are sexy. Steaks are sexy. Apparently. Um, okay, so we obviously, we see the first baboon. Then what happens to him? And then there's a second baboon. I was like, more baboons? Really? More? And I, go, I wrote down, at least the second one didn't, up, didn't end up meat mush. Right? <laughs> well, the thing is, they had a special. It was buy two, buy two, get, well, buy one, get one. Buy free. one, get one. It was Bogo? Bogo. Bogo on baboons? Baboon Bogo. Um, okay, serious question. Well, okay, no, semi-serious question. <laughs> is Goldblum the same character in every movie? Yes. Okay. All right, just wanted he's to establish that. He's that, that quirky, like, <laughs> winky, kind of, twitchy kind of guy. Yeah. That's what he is. Quirky. That's, 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 that's Goldblum. I love him. Hey, if, if Al Pacino can just say that you have a great ass and that's his career, then. True. I think Goldblum can just be twitchy and, and eccentric. And quirky and eccentric. You're right. You're right. Um, I, I made a whole bunch of notes about, you know, they had sex after the splicing. Is Veronica going to have a larva? The, the whole, um, you know, she was pregnant. I made a, sequ- I made a, a note about that. But it, it turns out that it was all a dream sequence, right? She really is pregnant, right? I, I caught on to that. So I see, and that's why part of the reason why I kind of stopped your discussion after we stopped, after we watched the movie about part two, because her pregnancy sets it up very nicely for part two, which is, and, and I'm curious to watch it, even though it might not be as good as this one, right? However, um, so yeah, it turns out to be a dream sequence, although the scene where she actually gives birth to the larva was Brilliant. It was perfection because that is exactly what was going through my head when I was like, well, is she going to have a larva? What the fuck, right? That's exactly what I was, <laughs> what there you I go. was seeing in my mind and it played out perfectly. But 
Um, a note that I did want to bring up with you, um, the term brundlefly. I've heard that before. Is it kind of part of like kind of a pop culture reference? I don't know. I've never heard it outside of this, outside of the movie. Okay. Where, where have you heard it? I don't, see, that's the thing. I don't remember. Specifically, I don't remember. But I have this sense that a time or two, people have brought it up kind of in conversation. And, <clears throat> um, and that is something that I did not get. Until I saw this. Now, now, now hearing it, I'm like, Brundlefly. I've heard that before. But point is that now, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that if I ever hear it from now on, I'll know what it's from. <laughs> um, I love that scene where, um, I forget his name, but the, ex, the ex-boyfriend, the ex, uh, Veronica's ex-boyfriend, where he's, he's watching the video of Seth digesting his food by you know puking up on it and stuff and he's just he's just horrified he's just like oh my god oh my god and i piped up as as him and i go we're gonna make millions (laughs) i was like how are you gonna make millions from that because he's a freak and if you you know you sell him to a lab or something you know you're gonna make millions plus movie rights merchandise merchandising merchandise um, I love Ricky's question of why is there a chair in the bathroom? And of course, my answer for when you get tired, duh. But there's a toilet seat. <laughs> That's but what it's there for. Toilet seats aren't, no. The toilet seat is not to just sit on if you're tired. The toilet seat is to go to the bathroom. What if you get tired that, and you don't need to necessarily use the toilet? Hey, you then have a chair go to, to the there. room or go to the living room. Go to the kitchen. You don't, you just don't get it, Ricky. I, apparently I don't. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not some rich hoity-toity reporter living in the 80s with extra <laughs> chairs in their bathrooms. <laughs> Just superfluous chairs. <laughs> and then I thought, I thought maybe, maybe, it was, maybe she needs company when she's taking a shit. But then I'm like, why would you want anyone? Sorry. No, that, luckily I wasn't sipping at that point. But then, but then I'm, I'm like, wait, but then why would you? I, I, I. I'm married, and I still don't allow my wife. She don't allow me in their bathroom when, when we're either of us are taking a, a poopy. So then, why <laughs> maybe peeing? But peeing is so short. You don't. Who would want to sit and have a conversation when you're peeing? You're done in like less than thirty seconds. Okay, let's 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 try to think this through logically. Ah, maybe I just figured it out. What I just figured it out. If you're in the shower and someone doesn't want to sit on the toilet, they're just sitting on the chair. Or if you're doing your makeup in the mirror. Or you're brushing your teeth in the mirror. <laughs> and someone just sit and you guys can have a conversation. So it goes back to what I said, which is when you get tired. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Sorry. Um, uh, insect. I love Seth's speech about becoming an insect politician. <laughs> and I got Ricky with, he just wants to create some buzz. <laughs> I gave Jerry a very, very reluctant Fist bump. That might have been the most reluctant fist bump you've ever given. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, another one. <laughs> another another couple of lines of ours while we were watching that made me laugh. When Ricky goes, What's in the box? <laughs> and, and Teresa pipes up with, I was half expecting a big can of raid. <laughs> like, well, scene. you have to. Yeah, I was gonna say you have to. You have to give the. Well, the scene is that he, the ex-boyfriend, comes in with a case 
and he opens it to reveal an, an unassembled rifle that he then starts assembling. Shotgun. <laughs> shotgun, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. It's a shotgun. Well, it's a shotgun rifle. I think those are two different things. Uh, maybe not. I don't, I don't think know. a shotgun is I a rifle. I could be wrong. I'll leave room for, for error on my part. But I think it is called a shotgun rifle. Anyway, um, that really made me laugh. Um, I'm sorry. You would think the computer, as, as, as like elaborate and sophisticated as it's deemed to be, right, to be controlling this entire system of fucking teleportation between pods, um, you would think the computer would be smart enough to abort the program once the door has been opened or destroyed. Oh, are you talking about the, at the end? At the very know? end, yeah. When he smashes, uh, Seth smashes through the glass door, or the creature, I guess I should say, um, smashes through the glass door, and yet the, te- the teleportation sequence completes. Like, it, it, it activates. I'm like, you would think there would be some sort of safeguard where if the door opens, abort the, abort the, abort the sequence. I sounded like the Swedish chef right there. Well, I mean, remember also what... Uh, what Brundle says when he says that the computer's dumb, it just it does it does what you tell it to do. Oh. So if you never programmed it to stop when True. the door was open, then. True. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. And lastly, I love Ricky's uh, Ricky's <laughs> final comment on the movie, where you know the creature has been revealed, and he, I think he even got shot at that point. He's dead, and Ricky goes, "Seth's gonna pop out," and I just be like, "Ta-da! <laughs> it was all a magic trick, guys." And it turns out he was the con man. <laughs> what's, his name? Uh-huh. what's his name said he was? And it was just a big old bar trick. <laughs> no? I love it, dude. If, if it been... had been like a, the long con for that, that would have been awesome. That wouldn't have been the... That wouldn't have been the best ending? Oh, I think it would have been the great <laughs> ending. <laughs> With like, it was like a top hat and like, like, a, like a tuxedo. Ta-da! Ta-da. Magic. <laughs> like, end it with a flourish. There you go. Magic. And then it disappears. It just disappears. In a puff of smoke. And that's all I got. That's all you got? That's it. I was, I was very into the movie. I yeah, didn't it make was, very many it was, I, like I said, Like I said at the beginning, well, at the, when we came back, I, I forget how good that movie is. Really good. Um, really, really good. Part two is not as great. Um, but you know what? I don't remember a lot of it, so I'm not going to say, oh, it was the... It's the worst film ever, mm-hmm. but it's the worst film ever. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I'm it, not going to say that, but I'm saying it now. It, it really, I don't know. To be honest, it's, I, I don't think, well, I mean, like anything, anything that has a sequel, more than likely, 99% of the time, the sequel is going to be worse than the original. Right. It's, it's, not, it's very it's those, rare the sequel yeah, surpasses. Yeah, it's a few gems that, where the sequel is actually better than the original. But they tried, and it just, it, it didn't pan out. But, well, like I said, we can watch it. And then we can talk about it on a future podcast. But I don't think it's going to be worth having an entire show for the fly to. Oh, just like maybe a quick, a quick segment on it? Yeah, like yeah. maybe, maybe in our next, uh, our, whenever we watch it, that following episode, we'll just be like, hey, update. update BT to, dubs. Update to the fly episode. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, so I, I, really, I really enjoyed this. And when the, uh, this, this would be something that I would probably purchase just to have and, and watch whenever I whenever I have the whenever the, the mood strikes me. Well, for those of you who are interested, if you have a Hulu subscription, it comes with Hulu. There so you go. It is you on. You can Hulu. watch it for, for well, not for free, but 
it is included with your Hulu, with subscription. Your Hulu subscription. There you go. All right. So what you got now? Have we got the pluggy plugs? Pluggy plugs. I have one. <gasps> you actually have one? That's, I do. That's not quiz? That is not Geeks Who Drink. What? Yes. But this since we're on the subject. Ah, uh, boo. <laughs> no, actually, no. This, this time I do have a, a pretty legit reason for bringing it up. Um, so as we record this, it is November 11th. Is that correct? Um, on November 17th, uh, at Dirty Nelly's Costa Mesa, I will be hosting my regular quiz, but I w- I'm also asking my quizzers to bring in... With a twist. There is a twist. Uh, we're doing a food drive, basically. So um, I, w- I would like everyone who comes to quiz to bring in at least like one or two items of non-perishable food. I'll collect them all and you know, send them, uh, take them to a food bank just in time for the Thanksgiving holiday this year. Um, I'll bring some nuggets. As long as they're non-perishable, sir. Some fries. Ooh. <sighs> Maybe some... Well, you, why am I even trying with you? It's non-perishable. You know what that means. Anyway, um, so for anyone who hears this and is in the area and you would like to participate, this would be November 17th, Dirty Nelly's in Costa Mesa. Dirty Nelly's Irish Pub and Restaurant in Costa Mesa. D-U-R-T-Y. That's right. D-U-R-T-Y. Um, Unity. <laughs> I always think the same thing too when I spell it out. Like D U I T Y. Who are you calling a bitch? You, motherfucker. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so I would love it if anyone who's uh, local here would like to stop by. Please come by, bring some food in. Again, non-perishable items um, for the food drive, and we're gonna do a quiz. So um, on top of that, um, I've already spoken to Monique, and we're going to bump up our prizes. Uh, for first place, we're giving you thirty dollars off your bar t- of your next bar tab after that night. Um, second place, we'll get twenty. Third place, fifteen, and fourth place because I'm sure we'll have more than more than four teams. Um, you were gonna get ten dollars for fourth place. So expanded prizes and stuff. And I'm gonna uh, oh, wait, try to gather t- some stuff up to raffle off and stuff like that. That's on top of what what quiz is giving you? What? No geeks. No, it, it, that's we, we get to basically set our prizes, and normally it's 25, 15, and 10 for first, second, and third, respectively. But we have leeway on what we can offer as a prize. It's up to the venue. So, Got it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, those, those will be the prizes for the night. And, I, again, I will also be um, taking some things in uh, to raffle off, um, you know, do some raffling and stuff to get, get people to, you know. You want this open bag of uh, Doritos from Mexico? That makes it perishable, sir. Oh. But no. if you seal it, if you reseal it, no, no, because it has your your fly puke all over it because you you, know, <laughs> you tried to I was as you were digesting that with your corrosive enzyme. I was like, Bleh. and then I was like, <laughs> that was so fucking gross. You started it. Anyway, food drive. Oh, so yes. Food drive at Dirty Nelly's, uh, November 17th at 7 p.m. But my actual plug will be for a gentleman that I have been working with um, by the name of Mike Serber. Uh, and that last name is spelled S-U-R-B-E-R. He can be found on Patreon. He has his own Patreon account and, and subscription. And what uh, does he do, Jerry? He is a professional musician. And I say professional because he actually gets paid to make music. Um, he's in a band, he, he's on the road all the time and performs and stuff, um, but he also is trying to get his own 
like musical career like off off the ground or at least you know get it to the point where it's something he's doing regularly and um you know enjoy to 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 do anyway so uh we've been working with him uh because as part of one of his tiers uh on his Patreon he creates a song for you and so i enlisted his help to create a theme song for our podcast. What? We have a theme song, Jerry. We have some stock fucking music that is fine. It's fine. But, uh, you know. So what you're saying is you don't like the stock music? Jerry? Ten is years in, I would like to have something that says our podcast name and has our Dude, I can totally insert me saying Crimes Against Pop Culture into that theme song. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So I think this is going to be really good. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, it's still a work in progress, of course, and we're looking to get uh, an intro, hopefully an outro as well, maybe even some interstitial music for this different segments. Um, we're still working with Mike on that, but we have been in contact. Anyway, um, he's, a, he's a really good dude. He is very talented, so please look him up on patreon.com, the website, or the app. You can do it through the Patreon app. Um, there's an app for that. There is an app for that, Patreon, uh, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, of course, Patreon. And just, yeah, just look up Mike Serber, and he's on there, and he's, like I said, great guy, um, really good dude, and uh, just support, you know, support your local artist. Not, he's not a local artist, but, you know, support your independent artist is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, go Mike Serber. We love you. Yay. We're going to love you more when we get our awesome theme song and we get to actually play it for the listeners. That's right. Well, actually, we, is that the final? That's not the final part. Dude, that was the first draft, yeah. You think we should let, let the listeners listen to the, the draft? Mm. No? You want to make a surprise? Mm. Surprise. Yeah. Ta-da! Ta-da! Okay. Poof. <laughs> well, I let, I let Teresa listen to it, so she, she's heard it. She went, <laughs> Just she kidding, puked, just kidding. She puked all she, over she it. She puked all over it, and she fucked <laughs> it in. I was like, babe, that's my phone. Give Not anymore. Oh, that's mine. <laughs> I'm Bronzo Fly, bitch. <laughs> I was like, no, not my baby. Uh, I do, do I have a plug? Do I have none plugs? Some you have plugs? no plugs? One plug? Many plugs? Well, they're around the house, if that's what you mean. Uh, you know what? I don't think I have a plug this week. I think... Uh, I think I'm going to be plugless. You don't want to plug where we had lunch today? I guess we could. No one's yeah. going to care. Okay. I'll use that as my plug. My plug is for the walk experience. And no, Ooh. I don't mean that we got up and walked and had an experience. <laughs> I am talking about the walk as in W-O-K, the Chinese cooking instrument. <laughs> Utensil, is it? It's Chinese, right? Uh, I believe it is, yes. Right? That's not racist, is it? I don't think so, no. All right. Yeah. So why are you laughing then? Because it just sounds funny coming Anyways, we went there and we had some delicious Chinese food. Well, Chinese fast food. Not like we had the, not like, not like when uh, my baby and I went to uh, San Francisco had authentic oh, Chinese food. So jealous. So good. Anyways, walking experience. Uh, I think they have one location here on Euclid and Lincoln next to the Target. If you know, you know. Uh, I'm sure they have other walk experiences in other places, but I don't really care about those places because those other places are not my place. <laughs> and my place is amazing because they give 
tons of food, and it's all delicious. And if you're ever in the area, go and get yourself a, what's it called? It's uh, a soup. It's soupy. It's hot and sour? No, the other one. Egg, egg flour. The other one. Egg drop. Uh, the other one. <laughs> oh, wonton. The wonton soup. That's what it is. The wonton soup. It is delicious there. <laughs> So we again, went through the entire menu of soup go, <laughs> before we got to Wonton. Go to the walking experience <laughs> and enjoy your Chinese fast food stuff. Yeah, and it's a good deal. Um, it's one of these places that, you know, it's a good value because they give you a lot of food. It's tasty, and it's not that expensive. Yeah. And I try by my house, so if you're ever in the area, just bring me some. <laughs> let us know. Yeah, let me and know. hopefully I'm I'll, here, too, and you can bring me some. Text something. me, and I'll, I'll text you back my order, and then I will give you money for that. And boom. And then, boom, we'll, we'll both be happy. That's right. Any other plugs, Jerry? Nope, that's it. Sweet. So, again, I think last week we did the, or the last episode, we uh, directed you to our link tree to yes. get all of our social media uh, links and whatnot. So, if you are willing, again, to go, if you don't have that link, if you missed it in the last episode, it is HTTPS semicolon forward slash forward slash. Link tree, there's a dot between the R and the EE forward slash crimes against the pop culture. So it's link T dot R E E? Link, link TR dot Link TR dot E E dot okay. E slash crimes against pop forward culture. Slash forward slash crimes slash. against Nice. And crimes then all of the words are capitalized. So capital C, capital A, capital P, capital C. <laughs> Capital Brilliant. Z, capital Z. Capital. There's no Z. Don't confuse our There's listeners. seven Zs. There's not, there are not seven Zs. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. Uh, hey, uh, we'd love to hear some feedback. Um, I, our, at least one of our listeners said she was going to send us an email. I don't know if you got anything in the crimesagainstpopculture at gmail.com account. I don't think so. No? Who's going to send the email? Our, our friend Linda. Oh God! What is it? Like another request? She had issues with one of our one of our episodes. Oh God! Uh, what <laughs> now? Wanted, Whatever could we have done this time? She wanted to bring something to your attention, so she said, "You know what? I'm going to email you guys." And why I'm didn't like, she just Please. text? Why didn't she just text us like last time? Because we need the the, the fucking uh, not interaction, but what am I trying to say? The um, engagement. We need the engagement, Ricky. We have engagement. We, we need already, the online engagement. Married. Not that kind of engagement. We need the online engagement. No, sir. I have no new emails. Okay, well, at least you still have access to it. You can check it. Then, Linda, you said you were going to email us, so email us. You're a liar, Linda. Um, by you're... the way, guys, if, uh, if you're out there and you have a few free minutes, um, we'd love it if you would rate and review us on, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts. Spotify. What are they called? Spotify would be great, yeah. Um, is it Apple Podcasts? Or, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, all or those the, the Apple Podcast app. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Right or now. or even through the, the website, Apple.com. Anyway, um if you could do that for us, that'd be great. Um, you know, we don't we don't say it nearly enough, but if uh if that could be something you could take a few minutes to do. And uh, even if you just like rate us, like, you know, hopefully you have a couple minutes to, you know, type in a quick review. That'd be awesome. Uh but if not just a quick rating. That doesn't take any time. It takes all the time in the world, Jerry. Stop it. We're trying to encourage them to do it. So, no, I'll wait till after we're done. Okay. I have a, my wife had a, a suggestion. Oh, okay. More of a gesture. <laughs> <laughs> we need to watch that again. Not a maneuver. More of a maneuver.
more of a gesture. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll see you guys. Or we'll we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you in the next episode. I don't know what we're gonna watch at this point. It may be another scary movie. Maybe for Boovember. Maybe. Sure, I'm maybe. down. I'm, you know, I'm always down for a good scary know, movie. Um, I think us. I think at some point we should probably watch Ferris Bueller for you. Bueller. 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 I think. Uh, Do we have any special guests that might want to come on? Maybe. Yeah, we can. We can certainly ask. So well, there you go. If we, if Ferris Bueller is in the, in our near future, if you would love to join us for that episode, just give us leave us a comment on one of our social medias, and we'll get back to you. Yep. First come, first serve. That's right. We can't have too many over. Yeah, I can't have. We can't have everyone here. We have a limited number of microphones. <laughs> or we can have like a like a. Oh, we can have like a. If there's like more than two, we can have like a lottery. <gasps> A death match. <laughs> Winner takes all. Winner will be on the podcast. The squid game style fucking. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do our own little like. Red light, green light. Red light, green light. <laughs> and the loser, Whoever they get fed to Phoebe. Ooh. Or the Brundlefly with the, with the pew, pew, pew. I almost said poor Phoebe. Why poor Phoebe? I don't know. Are you saying that our listeners aren't worth being eaten? They might not be the tastiest, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like Karen or, Karen or, Carolyn or Doug, like bland. A little gamey. Yeah. No <laughs> Which flavor. Which is the opposite no, of bland. No seasoning. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. We love you. Just mayonnaise. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, yeah. And then we're going to have a special... Uh, no, never mind. I won't talk about it. Ooh. I was gonna. Uh, what I'm gonna talk to you about right now, but Ooh. I think we're gonna save that for a special someone. Ew. Yeah. Such so a tease. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask for any viewers for that or any uh, guests on that one. I have. We have someone in mind. Lined up. Yeah. All right. Cool. Sounds good. So. I'll all right. Right now. Anyway, so on the next one, we don't know yet. Again, it might be another Boovember movie, or it might be Ferris Bueller. No, look, we can do the Boovember, we can do another scary movie, and then, like, for a future episode after that. Whatever we decide. Yeah. But we I, don't know I, at the moment. I love me some scary movies, so we can yeah. do we, we We should probably do one of those Stephen King ones that I suggested, that I haven't seen. Stephen King? But they all suck. But they're still, like, you know, worth watching. Horror. Yeah, but they're not horror movies. Let's watch an actual horror movie. Um, a leave. lot of his movies we are horror leave. movies. What are you talking about? Have you about? ever seen Christine? Yes, I have seen Christine. Damn it. That was like the good one. That was the only <laughs> good one on the list. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go through and we'll, we'll see what, what, it, what's, yeah. what's out there. Well, and then we'll, we'll discuss. Yeah, we'll discuss. All right, everyone. So thank you for listening once again. And uh, until next time, put it on the list. And have the day that you deserve. That was very nice. That's good. I got that from a TikToker. His name is Modern Warrior. And he's in a feud right now. And I would like to say that he is cool. We love you, Modern Warrior. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Testing, one, two, testing, test, test. Mayonesa, mayonesa. Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Mayonnaise, mayonnaise. Can you see from your screen? Oh, well, I'll, I'll brighten it up right now. But brighten I, it I, up. I dim it so that it uh, can serve. Brighten it up. We're going to brighten it up. <laughs> you sound like, uh, you sound like uh, Rip Torn in uh, Men in Black. International kicker. Inter- intergalactic kicker. Inter- intergalactic kicker.
Uh, how, how do I do it, Jerry? Uh, intergalactic trigger. Okay, I got it. 